0: India win. He'll come back for the second. India have won the test match. India have won the series. They're going to get back for two. India at home. Lords goes wild. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the 81 All Out podcast. This is Siddhartha Vaidyanathan at SIDVI on Twitter. And I'm joined today by three regulars after a while. So welcome all. Mahesh, who's at cornered. Ashoka, who is at AB Van on Twitter, and Karthikeya Date, who is at Cricketing View. I'll link all their handles and um, you can follow them and read Karthikeya's substack. So, yeah, today we're. I thought we should talk about another topic that keeps coming up uh, almost every game these days. After every game, there is a discussion about this in one form or the other. Uh, What kicked off my... uh, sort of interest to do this pod was this recent match in Sydney between um, the ongoing match between Australia and South Africa where uh, there was this uh, dismissal or, you know, potential dismissal of uh, Manus Labushain where uh, Janssen bowled a ball, Labouchain edged. It went to slip. Simon Hammer, uh, apparently people, the Paul rifle, the umpire thought he'd taken the catch. There was an appeal. There was a long wait. And then basically, it came back from the third umpire saying that uh, even though, I mean, the soft signal might have been out, but the third umpire reversed the soft signal and gave it not out. And then there was a a hue and cry about it, as it invariably is these days after any such decision. So I thought we should, you know, take off on that and talk also generally about uh, umpiring, uh, perceptions of it, what we talk about when we talk about umpiring, uh, (laughs) the misconceptions about umpiring. The uh, miss sort of uh, demands that we the ex- extraordinary demands we place on umpires and what we really expect of them and what we should perhaps realistically ex- expect of them and of course we can talk about soft signal and umpires call and a few other things around this whole topic. Uh, Kartikaya, of course, is uh, uh, quite an authority on this matter. I think uh, I actually got introduced to Kartikeya first when he used to blog many, many years ago about um uh, umpiring and DRS and Hawkeye and all these, you uh, uh, and many of these topics. So that's when I first read his blog and then I sort of uh, got used to that. And he's, he's done some, you know, he's, he's, he's written more on umpiring and DRS than probably anyone around. I mean, in mainstream or non-mainstream. So yeah, great to have him here and, uh, Also, we can uh, chime in with our disagreements slash other thoughts. Uh, Before I start, uh, again, usual reminder, uh, 81 all Out Publishing has come out with two cricket books. Uh, We have republished it, um, War Minus the Shooting by Mike Markacy and Cricket Beyond the Bazaar by Mike Coward. Uh, I'm really thrilled with how many of you have already picked up the book and read it and spread the word. But. If you haven't, um, it's a treat. I mean, especially, you know, as a gift or as uh, if you are looking for something for a cricket loving friend. These are uh, amazing books to gift, but also just to read and to understand, you know, good cricket writing and, uh, you know, how uh, things were in the subcontinent back in the 80s and 90s. I mean, these are fantastic books. So I'll link them. Anyway, so uh, we can uh, start however we want. Um Maybe we can start, uh, particularly with uh, you know your general thoughts about umpiring. Uh, Kd, you 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 can start off. You've written a lot about it, so you know maybe set the stage with <laughs> why umpiring becomes a topic after every game.
1: Because I think umpires are the easiest target. They're the only people who cannot defend themselves. They're the only people who cannot answer back. They have to make decisions. You know, uh, most people don't think they do much that they are not skillful or that they are not, they have no expertise. People think they're just standing there. Uh, And uh, it's easy for the viewer to put himself or herself in the umpire's shoes. So in the moment, I mean, the umpire is, you know, absolutely, you know, squarely the easiest, simplest target, you know, especially when a marginal decision goes against some, your team or your player, then this is the the easiest thing to attack. No? I mean, because you know that the umpire cannot speak the answer back. And, uh, you know, and the other thing is that, you know, players, unlike umpires, and this is why I think it's very, very dangerous to attack umpires in this. Because, you see, players can still play the next game and score runs and, you know, quote-unquote redeem themselves. But, you know, for umpires, there isn't. It's just a slow build-up perpetual build-up of this idea that umpires are fools and that they are idiots and they're incompetent and this and that and you know at some point it will blow up i think some umpire will get i mean and it's happened in the game before and it will happen again i'm sure if this goes on so you know because yeah i mean we
0: shouldn't underestimate the effect of Uh, you know, both television and social media here. Because, uh, you know, I mean, historically, I mean, of course, umpires were maligned in the past and there have been, you know, umpires were even like, you know, uh, like dragged big time. and, And there were players who complained about certain umpires being biased and all that was there. But now, you know, as Gideon Hay mentioned in a recent piece, and as many people have said, I mean, every decision now is a soft signal, pretty much, right? because players have like three reviews and so every decision an umpire gives uh, you know it becomes uh, contentious it becomes debatable I mean the whole uh, age old saying of umpire's decision is final is uh, out of the window it's no more final it has and it hasn't been for a while so everything becomes contentious and then of course out of uh, 10 decisions there will be one that will really stand out and then TV will play it some 20 times and that will become like the the Talking point of the day. And that happens every day almost. And people act as if that one decision basically is what changed the day.
1: No, I know. I mean, I mean the umpire's decision is still final. I mean, there's a different mechanism for that to get there now, but from before. But you know, so it's not like, okay, I mean you could argue that DRS has undermined the authority of the umpire. And uh, in in some sense it has, but the point is, by now, everyone knows how TRS works, or everyone should know. It's been there for what, fourteen years now, you know. But the point is that this is not a this outrage is not a function of a it's not an information problem. It's not even a problem of people not knowing any it better. It's it's a problem of people acting out in real time and people being able to publish their rage in real time, you know, and people being able to, uh, you know see other people publish their rate in real time. You know, and that builds up. And, you know, cricket is still, I mean, DRS has been very, very successful uh, in taking the sting out of umpiring. But even you look at other sports, I mean, referees have retired in football because they just couldn't take the abuse anymore. Uh, you know, why Why would, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a terrible, terrible situation. And the point is that there is no merit to it. You know, people are not right about umpires, uh, complaining about umpires. You know, but the point is people don't care that they are right, right about, uh, that they are wrong about umpires. It is not about uh, good decisions or bad decisions. It, it's about this idea that, oh yeah, well, he's a fool anyway. It's a, it's a, it creates a permission. It makes it permissible to abuse umpires or to ridicule umpires or to, you know, Think that umpiring is some kind of bent corrupt thing. You know, it, it per- permits these conspiracy, things. and nobody defends umpires. You see, the, you see this this thing that happened today, the other day, about Adam Zampa trying to uh, monkeyed uh, the non-striker in some BPL game, and uh, it was a correct decision. He went too far in his uh, in his in his follow-through in in his delivery action before pulling out uh, and trying to. To run the guy out. Uh, and all it took was for some like wisdom or whatever, I forget which it was, I think it was wisdom, to say that, well, we thought it was big, So we asked, you know, and what does that mean? And you haven't shown that it is vague. There's no standard for you to, you have to meet no standard to show that the umpire is wrong. You can just say it. Ah, uh, We think this is wrong. Why? On what basis? You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's no burden of, Group anywhere. I mean, this is not just random people on Twitter. This is, you know, the head of content for Wisdom. I think his name is Yasrana or whatever. It is. But uh, these people are—they're they're just. I mean, there's no. There's no standard. You know, we are just asking questions. You know, and so then the MCC has to issue clarifications. Then, of course, nobody's interested in that clarification. So that clarification becomes another device for outrage. You know, I mean, you are, you see this and. You see that you know you can see why BCCI stopped explaining itself to the public a long time ago, you know. And I think the um, ICC, the ICC and umpires cannot afford to do that because you know they they have to present the game to the public. But this, I mean, there are series these perverse incentives I think where you know outrage is very very profitable, you know, and so people are going to do it and it's going to it's going to it's becoming worse you know and it's it's going to have some consequences
0: yeah i mean especially if it's like a you know some you know charged uh, game like say like some world cup final or something and the umpire comes up with a decision that is then shown on big screen tv and then people feel that it's outrage and i won't be surprised if they start you know there's like some you know, uh, crowd violence around this umpiring and all that. And that's like the last thing that you want. Anyway, uh, Mahesh, Ashoka, uh, any, you know, overall thoughts about umpiring, how umpiring is changing, how our general, how the general perception of umpiring is changing and why this thing becomes a topic every every day. And that's pretty much one big topic that everyone's talking about. How has How has the perception of umpiring changed?
1: I don't know. Because I've been watching cricket before all this social media thing. Right. Now, I've been, I'm still watching cricket. Nothing much has changed. I mean, see, expecting people to read the laws of cricket and how umpiring works and what is a justified decision, this, that, and the other, it's not going to happen. Anyways, I'm, cricket we watch mostly for emotional reasons, not, not for the intellectual joy that you get adding up numbers. So that's not why most people watch cricket. So it has always been that whenever a decision goes against your player, like that LBW of Sachin in Australia, right? When he tries to duck a ball, that, is, that has made people mad even before all this social media nonsense. Now what has happened? A lot of fools have gotten blue ticks, right? And blue tick is supposed to give you some kind of importance, say that you are a place of business or you are a person of authority or whatnot. And then when you put like 20 words down saying it's utterly shameful, these kind of things are allowed to happen. And people automatically assume, Oh shit. Oh, this guy knows more than me because he has gotten the blue tick. Therefore, whatever he says is, or she says is like very important. And then that becomes a topic of interest. Whereas the same, you know, whining and moaning has happened since long back, man. I mean, I always always remember when India and Pakistan used to play regularly. We usually, I mean, we didn't have any, you know, malice and whatnot. At that spur of moment, we used to say this match is fixed because and this umpire has I mean has taken money from somebody. That's why he has given this decision. It used to happen in every household, every time you go meet somebody. Now, I mean, every thought you have can be read by like thousands of people or in some case millions of people. And everything becomes a debate. So that is probably why now it looks like a
0: really big thing. No, but it's it's amplified for sure, but I'm saying that there is there have been there's always been like, you know, if you take the lower levels of cricket, or if you take like schools cricket and things, I mean basically the vast majority of cricket that happens below international level. I still feel like, you know, largely because it is many of it is not televised and many of it is not uh, discussed so widely on social media, I still feel the umpires have a certain respect in that place. I mean, of course, there will be cases where you'll hear that, oh, this umpire is useless and that umpire is biased and all that. But overall, I think there is a certain understanding of what an umpire does. And you don't need to know, like, every single law by heart for that. You just have to uh, get the spirit of, Of like, you know, the umpiring. Of course, no. By just simple observation, umpires are usually elderly
1: people in a sport played by 20-30 year olds, right? Yeah, they, are they are not 20-30 year olds. They are old. So, yeah, they are old, and and for some reason, we are most of us are programmed. However high we go up in life, we are programmed to, you know, say okay, an elderly person, a person who is like wearing a full hand shirt and a pant, standing in the field, is saying something. So yeah, sure, we should. He knows better than what i do but it turns out that there are professionals who have been i mean umpiring for years they have taken courses on how to officiate matches they know the laws inside and out and most often more often than not they get things right they do get things wrong but sure that's human error no i no, mean no, no no but that's a different thing that no this is not about players disputing umpires decisions this is not about you know what players gossip amongst themselves about umpires no this is not play- Players are interested parties. That's a, that's not what I'm talking about. This is about not even about random people on Twitter. This is about people who should, whose job it is to explain the game. You know, like if you are if you are public, you have publication. You are writing about cricket. You are, are full time. Then it's your job to explain the lot to, to to the to your readers and to explain the decision. You know, but but then see, K D. People don't uh, do that. People don't no, do that. These there is nothing to explain are, right the the so laws of cricket the laws of cricket are available no that pdf is available but to you it is available point. to me that's not the point you have to explain a particular decision which is you have to you have to explain the facts of that particular decision and the law and you have to explain why the decision was made or how it was made instead most of the time these people are like pandering to the readers prejudices instead of explaining giving information to the reader that is that doesn't happen at the lower level. That's not... The, the lower levels are not relevant to this conversation as far as I'm concerned.
0: You know. No, they are relevant only because the uh, of the level of scrutiny. No. I mean, they don't have that level of scrutiny. Like, there are people who watch matches at the lower level also. I mean, though the numbers are... Yeah, lesser. and the
1: umpires at the lower level are not as good as the umpires at the international level. But still, the umpires are respected at the
0: lower level. No? Exactly. Yeah, that's so, pretty much what I meant.
2: No, I mean, the like, it's even at the international level, it's always been there. I right? I mean the social media amplified and all that is fine. In fact, <clears throat> in fact, because we have TV and replays and, and constant coverage, I find that you know the outrage on umpires is a lot lesser than what it used to be. Like, you know, earlier there was no replay. If, if Gavaska came and told you that was a bad decision, you had to believe it. It's a matter of which side you pick, right? i mean uh, every for, for
1: conversation a time, there was not even coverage forget uh, replaced there was no tv coverage you, should, you just hear things on radio for every years, conversation not, in tamil nadu cricket, not, cricket is about that, but the mechanism there is different no the, the me, that happens over weeks and months it's a, and it's restricted to a handful of people who are actually interested enough to go and read some sports star or whatever it is you know this is like Hundreds of thousands of people who are uh, uh, following Twitter randomly and come across this, and people watching live and coming across this, this is a completely different beast. And you brought up the whole you know or Adelaide dismissal. You should listen to the commentary, you know and Chapel are on commentary over there, you know, and you should listen to that commentary. It is exemplary. I have actually I think I've transcribed it for a piece I did for Siddhi once, uh, for uh, Monthly. Uh, it's, I don't know if it was in that piece or in some other piece, but I've definitely transcribed it and put it in one piece. So it, it was exemplary, you know, and the commentators that did not fail. They did explain what was going on. But not only that, they also explained the competitive uh, situation. You know, the, the emphasis, Gavaska's first or second point, while they were showing those replays, in which you know uh, Ian Chappell thought it was a very bold decision. D'Arcy didn't contest it. D'Arcy said, "Well, basically, you know, he's been Tendulkar has been, been worried about uh, in uneven bounce. That's why he doesn't want to hook. That's why he's ducking. So he's given himself no second. Uh, he's given himself no chance when he ducks like that of you know even having a second line of defence uh, when the ball keeps low like that. That's what he says. That is that's all I, I ask. That that's actually." the commentator doing what the commentator is supposed to do. It's not a crime to not know stuff. Okay, but not caring about not knowing stuff. That's different. You know, that's, a, that's a great point, KD. In fact,
2: uh, if I remember, uh, there have always been commentators who have been very good. At it. Like, for instance, in the 2001 Calcutta test, uh, SK Bansal was the umpire and I run into a lot of Indians. Forget was a lot of Indians. Who actually put an asterisk saying oh, that was a Bansal match, right? Yeah. And and I remember that distinctly because uh, Sachin comes out and gets uh, LBWs, right? Three LBWs, right? If I'm not wrong, he gets Gilchrist out, Hayden out, and one more. One. Uh, uh, Shane one googly, right? Yeah. And Chapel was on commentary, and they said S.K. Bansal was uh, was brave enough to give uh, three LBW decisions uh, in a situation like this, and all of them were spot on, right? And for an Aussie commentator to say that, and at that point when when you know like. These kind of theories. I mean, what? What's the? They are out, of course. I'm just there's nothing controversial. The fact that someone like Chapel says that should have driven home the point. But even after that, we got to hear that, like Jayaprakash, right? Yeah, the, I was. Like, I, 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 I have I have watched that highlight so many times. Okay, the only possible doubt there is Afridi, but that's because Afridi is shaking his head. Then you are essentially saying, okay, you believe Afridi or you believe Jayaprakash, right? And and we are not even including Kumble here. But you leave that aside, everything else was, was clearly out. But, you know, there's the, the umpires are pretty easy targets all along, right? I mean, it's a bit like this, right? As a selector, it's a job I can do. I can't bowl like Akram, but I can pick squads. Like selector, I can be a selector. I can be a coach. I can decide which order, uh, you know, the batting or the, the batting order should be, you know, stuff like that. These are like easy uh, spectator sport that we can indulge in. And umpires are the easiest of them all. And at least with with selectors, right? When things go well, somebody writes an article crediting them, or great picks, great selection, coach, similar thing. But there is no, there is, there are very rare positive stories about umpires that that people write. In fact, you know Brian Lara, for instance, uh, you know writing um, uh, in his in his bat and giving it to David Shepherd in his last game is one of those rare gestures that you see. Usually, a good umpire is taken for granted. A good umpiring decisions are taken for granted, and the bad umpiring decisions are outraged. To the skies, so the just the asymmetry of it is is always been against the umpires. And then Steve Buckner, right? I mean, uh, who was known as the, one of the greatest umpires of all time? He he, uh, you know, he was officiating in so many World Cup finals, and some of the decisions of Steve Buckner that I remember are crazy. Like the he, like, it is almost inhuman that he got so many of them right. Of course, uh, he got quite a few wrong, especially towards the end of his career. But, but Silvi remembers talking to uh, Steve Buckner and about the, how many Indian fans actually, even after all these years, still hold it against him and they run into him and talk to him about it. I mean, this is Steve Buckner. It's not even uh, a, one of those, you know, low-profile umpires who's good enough, had one bad decision. Steve Buckner had an exemplary career. It's a bit like, it's a bit like Viv Richards, you know, finishing off his career with a with a poor run or probably, you know, what Kohli is going through. Now, he had an exemplary career he probably had a few bad decisions towards the end of his career. But this is what we remember of him. right? The Umpires are extremely easy targets. And that's, uh, in a way, it's a continuation of the toxic way in which we consume sports. And also, uh, I shouldn't call it toxic, but let's say the irrational I way mean, in it which... It is
1: toxic. Let's face it. I mean, that is the correct correct term.
0: Yeah, that is I mean, Steve Buckner... Yeah, I mean, Steve Buckner is such a... I mean, it's such a sad story when you hear that Steve Buckner now, who is like... Uh, probably, like, 70-plus, you know, he's just living, like, his retirement pretty much in New York, in the New York area, and he lives with his uh, daughter there, and he's basically just, like, trying to, you know, have a good time. He occasionally umpires in, like, some local games and all. But even now, apparently, like, when he goes to some local games and some, uh, you know, Indians or some other, like, you know, expat uh, uh, expats see him, they boo him. Now, how ridiculous and how sad is that? I mean, you know... (laughs)
1: But you know, I'll tell you, I'll give you one great example. Uh, you know, the Australian umpire Harper, uh, yeah, Harper. Yeah, Daryl Harper. Yeah, he gave a he gave a decision against uh, Amit Mishra one. Amit Mishra was bowling, and he gave a decision, and Mish, Amit Mishra dissented. Okay, and it turned out that in that particular case, Mishra Amit Mishra had a point. Right, I mean that yeah, Amit Mishra was right about what the decision should have been, and Harper was wrong. But, you know, I Amit mean, Mishra, I think, got sanctioned by the referee and stuff like that. And Mishra couldn't understand that, you know, apparently. You know. But Harper pointed out to him that that's not the point, right? The, the, the dissent is not about the merit of the case. The, the, the dissent is about the, the position of the umpire, and you cannot dispute the umpire's decision. You know, that's the point, no? Even if the umpire is wrong in the moment, The umpire is going to be wrong from time to time. You do not dissent. And and the players understand this much better. I mean, the players are far more forgiving of umpires than than the people who have no skin in the game. You know, they're just, I mean, because the players are actually interested in, you know, the merits of the argument and the merits of the decision because they have skin in the game. You know, they want the umpire to get it right. But this is not, what we are talking about here is not that. You know, the, what we are talking about here is people not caring about what is right and what is not right.
0: No, also players, I think, uh, especially in the last, I mean, since the DRS era, realize how hard it is because they themselves get so much wrong. No. So yeah, they, they I think three that has only
1: of decisions wrong. Yeah.
2: Three. They
0: get, they get three quarters of decisions wrong.
2: Yeah. So you know, the, the DRS is a curious point, right? One DRS came about after the LE panel was launched. And just the formation of elite panel has improved what was an already good standard for umpiring so much. Yeah. Uh, and then DRS actually proves a point, right? Even cricketers get so many, some of them are of course gambling sort of reviews, but legitimate reviews, like for instance, the, the whole idea of DRS sounded so good because of let's say the Steve Buckner incident, right? Rishan Sharma Bowling, Andrew Simons, and, and you know, yeah. that changing so much in, in cricket history. Uh, sure, that's like a, an obvious miss, but the point yeah. is that cricketers believe that that happens quite often, but it doesn't. And DRS has actually been a great testament to the fact that umpiring have been exceptional.
1: Yeah. No, but and and I mean, in the in COVID, we had uh, ICC panel home umpires. No, we didn't have the because they said the neutral umpires couldn't travel and all that. And uh, DRS records showed that the even though they were not. Umpires were not as good as the elite panel umpires, you no? because they're from the lower international panel, they had picked in some matches. You know, because not every team has you know, three elite umpires on the elite panel. Even then, firstly, there's no evidence of bias against visiting teams. Second, the decisions are still almost as good as the ones made by the, the elite panel. If you look go by you know, the success rate of DRS reviews or a large number of tests, so I mean, umpires. I mean the, and this is what happens. It, what's happened with umpiring is what happens with all such systems, no? where they invest money, they you know invest uh, time and effort in training umpires. They create sort of you know mechanisms by which people can go uh, uh, and and hold workshops and train umpires, and you know they give umpires job security. They give umpires financial security. And you get better umpiring. That's what's happened with, with umpiring in the last, since they formed the elite panel. But you know, DRS came about because of broadcasters that basically because broadcasters were going to show that stuff on TV anyway. And it was just not tenable for the umpires to ignore, uh, for, for, for the adjudication to ignore that. So, so they said, okay, fine, we'll bring it into the tent. And it, it has been very successful. I mean, it it's it's a little easier in cricket compared to football because cricket is episodic, and so uh, you know a challenge system is viable, uh, you know, and the challenge system is also viable in 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 American football, for instance. So that's also episodic, you know, that you know after every down, this there, there's a, there's another play, and the the clock stops and the clock starts again, so on and so forth. Uh, but in like a, a non-episodic sport like football, like. The video review is a much more thought exercise. It's much harder to do a challenge-based review because the whole point of having a review is to share the responsibility. No, it's it's just it's to tell the players, okay, you want to dispute my decision? Yeah, I dispute
0: it. Yeah, I mean, American football takes it uh, uh, takes the soft signal uh, and uh, thing one level higher, right? I mean, they they have like a whole team of. Uh, Referees sitting in a a studio, I mean, sitting in a TV room in uh, New York.
1: American football football also allows one thing which cricket doesn't allow, which is that it allows the coaches to review video before deciding whether or not to challenge. Not which cricket doesn't do.
0: Yeah, and after that, it doesn't go to just one person like the third umpire in cricket. It goes to like a group of people in uh, a studio, sitting in a room in New York, group of experts that is, and then they review it over a period of like, say, two, three minutes and then relay the decision back to the uh, on-field ref. So yeah, that, that uh, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, talk about how that wastes time and all that, but that's, uh, you know, uh, American football has learned to live with it, but I don't know if cricket will... Uh, ever get that get to that stage but anyway i mean it's probably inevitable <laughs> at some point um, so I'm sorry
2: i have to make this point before we get into the cracks of the discussion because i don't want to digress then but one of the things that always amuses me is that people who who talk about the fact this, this somehow there's something overarching about all these things is the common sense like why can't we apply common sense like you know bad light stop play common sense rain delay common sense uh, you know, like grounded catch, common sense. Like somehow, like people are just stupid, right? Like they, they just do, don't have common sense and
1: somehow that's the only ingredient
2: missing. It's, so that's it's
1: like, it's like Calvin says, no, why can't we apply common sense and give me what I want?
2: Yeah, uh, that's one, one problem, right? The, the other thing is, it's pretty much the same crowd, right? Which complains about the fact that overrate is low and cricket has to take itself seriously if it has to be viable. You know, all these insecurities that they have about why test cricket doesn't get 100,000 people coming to the ground. And they have their fancy reasons, right? Bowlers have to bowl on time, they have to come on time, they have to start on time. Um, you know, light is a problem, that is a problem, whatever, whatever. But at the same time, they are okay with wasting enormous amount of time going through reviews over reviews over reviews. Like, I mean, I was watching that, uh, that Steven Smith uh, catch incident. My God, like it was going on for two and a half minutes. Like, why is the why is the insecurity not there now? Why, or like, you know, is the is getting the decision so important, so critical that we are happy to waste so much time? I'm not I'm not disputing that. I'm saying if you are okay with that, you should also be okay with Pat Cummins bowling a couple of overs late, you know, couple of overs less in a, in a day, or probably taking fifteen minutes more to finish
1: the overs because you the quality of bowling watch, is so good. You get to watch Pat Cummins bowl a six over spell. That's worth the price of admission.
2: Exactly, uh, but you can't have it both ways. You can't say, "Okay, we got to be super efficient on all these things, and we should go out to be super accurate, even at the cost of time on all these things." And pretty much, the people who complain about both are the same
1: people, right? See, see, the see. Coming back to the umpiring, right? Like, umpiring, umpires being the target and all that is fair enough. But what Kartik said, right? Like, these umpires go through a lot of training and you know, they are graded based on their performance and whatnot. So there is an adequate fail safe, uh, to, you know, prevent any standard reduction. And there is also, you know, a lot of steps that are there for an empire to become an elite empire. If that is the case, wh- I mean, that is the part of cricket coverage that we should, you know, have that, that, that should be a segment somewhere. There is absolutely no segments about the umpire. You know, you you see the boundaries of the day. You see the wicket package. You, you're saying segments of the day. A long time ago, you know, when Subash used to do uh, couch talk, he had Taufel on his podcast. And Taufel, Taufel made the point that you know you see everybody is available uh, comes on the on the commentary as a guest, but they rarely have umpires on commentary as guests. You know, and why is that? There's nobody to put the umpire's point of view, which is the, actually the one point of view with actual relevant expertise to most of these things they talk about. You know, why would you have Mark Waugh talking about low catches instead of umpires? Because
0: he's junior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's an expert at taking low catches, but not at adjudicating low catches. No. Yeah, and the other thing that uh, TV never does is, uh, you know, also explain to people that this particular umpire has actually a great record i mean almost all elite panel umpires have a great record because they get like 98 or 99 percent, whatever very a very high percentage of their decisions so you know that that is something that uh, com- uh commentators or uh, tv doesn't acknowledge i mean i think they should have like a bar saying like some stats for umpires and all that. And this is a 99% umpire. This is a 98.5% umpire and all that. So, I
2: mean... I, no, no, no. they should celebrate. They, they should like make it dramatic. If an umpire makes a mistake, like, oh, it's such a rarity. You're not going to see it again for the next two years. Celebrate it while you can.
0: No, first of all, it that mistake itself... They have to explain why they think it's a mistake that they failed to do. They have to explain that, you know, it is not like a, you know, this whole concept of a howler, it's like how many howlers in probably 20, 20, the actual definition of a howler in the last 23 years since 2000, I mean, you can actually count it on your fingertips that but every decision cannot become a howler, right? I mean, the Steve Butner, that Andrew Simons, Ishal Sharma, Andrew Simons, okay, you can say that's a howler, but how many like do you get like that? You you probably get like 10 like that in the last 25 years.
1: It should be like banned words, howler, blunder. They say just because it's one guy's judgment, it becomes subjective. No, it's not. Umpires do not do anything that can be considered subjective in any serious sense of the word. You know, a subjective opinion or a subjective position is one which is shaped by individual taste or individual preference or individual bias umpires um, never do that. Umpires make decisions under uncertainty. But they do it based on training. They do it based on what the law mandates, first of all, and what facts are available. The criteria on the basis of which they are making decisions are published.
0: I think what we need to drill through, and KDK has written a lot about it, is that you know this whole uh, sort of the replay and this whole thing of was the decision right or was the decision wrong? But that is not the way the umpire is working. No, like the umpire is not saying, oh, okay, I have to take the right decision, so I'm going to do this. The umpire has like some hundred things that is going on in their heads through which they're making a judgment and after which they're saying this is our judgment of it. And then it goes to the third umpire and then the third umpire decides whether to agree with the judgment or not. And so at the end of the day, it's not a question of right or wrong. It's a question of, whether the umpire's judgment met a certain standard, right? I mean, that, that never comes through in, when you're actually watching and saying, oh, that's a wrong decision.
1: Yeah, I mean, on TV, you see like, you know, this uh, uh, in the last day of a test match, you know, the, the ball is spinning and this and that. And like, they, it like on the umpire gives a LBW and the uh, Baxman reviews immediately. And like Baxman reviews immediately and people say, ha, see the stupid umpire. And, like, on the on the review, you know, on the replay, it shows, like, it's one feather of an of edge on the on the back, you know. And there was, like, so many noises going on around the back. You know, first day, there are five fielders around the back. Then there's the batsman spikes, you know, on, on a worn pitch. You know, then there's the bat touching the pad. Then there's the bat touching the ball. There's all this stuff going on. And in that, his umpire is supposed to, you know, absolutely, he gets one chance to listen to this one feather edge. And that also, a lot of the time they actually identify it. And the one time they don't identify it, it, it's the howler. Done.
0: No, and there are also things that we don't see on TV, right? we can't gauge on TV, right? Like there is a wind that is blowing in the ground that the umpire has to contend with. There is the, you know, there's the whole angle from which the a bowler is delivering the ball and has been over the yeah you know, over the course of the day, and there are all these things that the umpire is noticing, and that one TV replay will not tell you all that. No, will not tell you what the umpire has built that judgment on.
1: Yeah, and like umpires, for instance, don't don't rule based on oh these are ninety five, I better give them out. Or the the other favorite thing that people have is that. Array, but this team has already lost its three reviews, so the umpire should actually give it LBW and let the other side review it if they want. No, that's not how it works. That's not what umpires do. That's not what umpires are there for. Wow, that is that is a next level thinking, man. I've never come across this kind of this kind of you know idea money kind of thinking. <laughs> Amazing.
0: No, that happened when uh, that uh, famous uh, Stuart Broad. Edge happened, right? I mean, basically, uh, Australia had run out of reviews, and uh, then Stuart Broad edges the ball, goes to the keeper, goes to slip, and the Stuart Broad stands his ground. Because Stuart Broad like, why should thumped
1: it. it? Thumped it to first slip.
0: No, no, it went. I think there was a deflection of the keeper.
1: No, it, there wasn't. I've seen that deflection of the bat. Yeah, deflection of the bat was like 20 degrees, man.
0: Okay, 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 fair enough. That was a... Okay, maybe That's you okay. can say all that. But but the fact is... Terrible umpiring. No? The fact is, nobody nobody mentions <laughs> that Australia were terrible in their review-taking review, review uh, taking that day. They ran out of reviews for that and they couldn't get a review, no. So that is also a point of the whole thing. Of course, umpire made the mistake, fair enough. Agree, umpire made the mistake. And but what uh, you had your reviews no to save up for exactly that kind of situation
2: okay i have some sympathy for the umpire here right if it was such an obvious edge that it, it really went from the face of the bat and and went to the fielder and the batsman is so confident there is not out then i'm going to like doubt myself like did i really see it how can he be so confident like there must be something i missed <laughs> the
1: batsman was the umpire and he's a magnificent umpire you know, uh, but, you know, okay, you can make an error of that kind. You can miss it. Uh, you can you can think that, okay, it may it it only hit the wicketkeeper's glove or something like that. It's, it's possible. Who knows? It's, he gets to see her at once. You know, we get to see it on YouTube whenever we want and decide that he's wrong. Uh, but the point is, he can't say that, well, Australia, I've got no reviews left, so I'll give it out. And if it's not out, then Broad will review. That's not how it works, though. He can't like, you can't like, the state of the game is not a a factor in whether something is out or not. You're not understanding KD. That's not how it works is not the point. That is how it should work for the overall fairness of the game. That is the point. That's why people are like, make it fair. Common sense. Ah. So, you no, no, want I, the umpire to like, redress the balance? Like, the, the, the archer. I'm feeling sorry for this team because they are behind. I won't give this LBW. That's how it Yeah,
0: yeah. That's the other thing, right? It's like the conflating of uh, a player's response to a match situation and an umpire's response to a match situation. So, when, uh, you know, four runs are needed of two balls. It's not like the umpire is suddenly uh, changing his method of uh, making a decision and then coming up with some, you know, uh, under-pressure, clutch decision at that time or something. Clutch he, umpire. He's using, he Clutch umpiring. He's using exactly the same me- sort of systematic ways in which he was doing it at the very first ball. So, what what is this? It's not like uh, he... Uh, at that time, how can an umpire give the wrong decision? He can give it at any time. It's just that it just happened to be... A, That point, it's not like he suddenly said, you know, that he was sweating bullets uh, because four runs were needed of uh, one ball, and
1: then it mattered. Okay, okay. Sidhi,
2: I have a question for you. As as a publisher of uh, Cricket Beyond the Bazaar, do you think Vikram Raju would have given that out had it not been the last wicket of that Test match?
0: I think yeah, Vikram Raju, Vikram Raju made it worse for himself by going and telling Ravi Shastri that, uh, I wanted to be in the history books and so I had to, I wanted to be part of a tight test and all. I don't know why he said that. Maybe he said that because he was pissed off that Ravi Shastri had the gall to walk into his uh, umpire's room and uh, question his decision. But, uh, yeah, man. Vikram Raju, I'm pretty sure, would have given that decision at any point of time. And the thing is, we wouldn't have even spoken about it because it, that dismissal would have been forgotten. We're no, talking no, no, about it because it's the He last couldn't decision. handle the pressure. <laughs> he couldn't handle the pressure. And poor guy, his career finished because of that uh, one decision. He used to talk very uh, sadly about that. The fact that they punished him for that decision. Uh,
2: no, no. Just one, one point on that. Shastri can have his opinion on that dismissal. But whatever little uh, grainy video that we can see, what is obvious is that it is not a howler. It may have been not out, but it's not a howler.
1: Look, the umpire gave it out. So it's out and it's a correct decision. Unless you can show that it is not a correct decision. It is a correct decision. Okay. This is the assuming the opposite is not equivalent to this. Okay. Saying that assuming that the umpire is dumb is not equivalent to assuming the umpire is right the umpire is right is the default assumption.
0: One thing we need to get clear, I mean, as we get into, you know, when we talk about this whole umpire's call and soft signal and all, is that the whole premise is based on the fact that, the, that there is a certain trust of the on-field umpire's judgment. You know, it's not... So when the decision goes to the third umpire, their job is often assumed is that, okay, you see the TV replay, you have to decide if it's right or wrong. But that is not their job, right? Their job is to see if the judgment of the on-field umpire can be, if there is conclusive evidence to prove that the judgment of the on-field umpire is wrong. And so if if they feel that, then they will reverse it. If they feel, they will reverse it. If they don't, and if they can't, and often with TV replays, you can't, because at the end of the day, a TV replay is showing you a two-dimensional sort of view of, that three dimensional action and then they they stick to the umpire's decision so that whole you know the thing of uh, that uh, famous that decision in that surya kumar yadav's uh, debut game in Ahmedabad where that uh, david malan took the catch in the outfield now you can debate about whether the onfield umpire should have a judgment about outfield catches or not that is one separate debate but the moment now as of now in the Rules. when you have the fact that the on-field umpire gives that soft signal and then the third umpire has to then decide whether there is inconclusive evidence or not, then you are stuck with that. No, I mean, that is very much, they're following the laws. They're not, say, you cannot say, see, the ball is definitely hit the ground, so he has to say it is not out. Because, first of all, I don't know if we can even say the ball is definitely hit the ground. And then second of all, like, uh, he has to just have that, level of uh, confidence to reverse the decision, no? So, I, I mean, I'm just saying, I think this whole TV replay proving things, I think it's a whole fallacy that people fall into all the time.
1: Yeah, but there's a distinction, no? Because, you see, ball tracking is a measurement. TV replay is not a measurement. It's just a TV umpire is also eyeballing. Just like the umpire on the field except that he's eyeballing a two-dimensional projection of a three-dimensional uh, event. You know, so it's not a, there's no measurement involved in evaluating cats That's why the soft signal was useful you know, because the, there is, what you want is to arrive at a decision consistently. This is the other thing. No, the point is not whether a you think one particular thing is out. The point is whether you think that this particular event has been interpreted similar to other events like this one. So I may disagree that you know their interpretation of. I may disagree with the way they interpret. Look at. I think, for example, that just having the fingers under the ball is not enough, because you cannot guarantee that no part of the grass is touching the ball if you just have fingers under the ball. But that's not the way they see it. But that's fine because they don't see it that way consistently. So they give those look to. All fielders, you know, especially when the soft signal was out, they would just give that. And that's fine because it's consistent and players know that that's going to be given out. So that's okay, it? But soft signal is not consistent. No, sometimes the soft signal is out, sometimes it's not out. No, but the soft signal is, cons- how do you know the soft signal is not consistent? What does consistent mean here? You want, what do you want? You want to accumulate all possible opinions of people who have carefully observed the action, right? So that's why you, have the soft, you had the soft signal, bro. You have to say that, okay, the umpire is actually the one guy who's trained to follow the ball and keep his eye on the ball whenever the ball is in play, right? And the umpire is you know, used to seeing catches at this level and so on. The umpire is trained to, 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 to look for cues about when a catch is claimed and when a catch is not claimed and so on and so. And so you say, okay, if you're, the umpire is not sure, on the field, the umpire says, okay, I think it is out. If you find some evidence to reverse this, then reverse it. But otherwise we should give it out, which is entirely fine. That's a perfectly reasonable way to construct a decision. And it's a very, very, actually, it's a very good way a very nice conservative way to construct a decision. You know, I, I don't know why people outrage about different parts of this, you know, how, how do you make decisions under uncertainty? This is like a classic textbook example of how you do that when you have imperfect information. Now you're saying the umpire has imperfect information and therefore he's saying given information, my decision is either out or not, but I'll send it upstairs for further validation. Now the other guy also doesn't find much to you know conclusively say it one way or the other in that case. Why to default back to the guy who's already saying, I don't know. I don't know for sure. Because but he's saying. That's he's, how conservatism is designed. Uh, no? Yeah, that's what he's more. He thinks it's more out than not out. He's not equidistant from out and not out. That's what soft signal means. See,
2: I'm not sure. I think it's 60% out. Somebody is saying, okay, I, I don't know enough to overrule your, your 10% sort of skew.
1: And that's how conservative decisions are made. What's wrong with that? That's a good way to make decisions so no. that's that is actually a very you know thoughtful way to construct decisions. You have one guy on the field who has one type of picture you have another guy on the on the t v box who has so several different pictures, and they have built a mechanism by which or they had built a mechanism by which they could construct these things and now what happens is Live, in the moment, you have these ex-cricketers with their accounts which have like million followers tweeting not, that, not some thoughtful thing like, you know, oh, you know, here's why I object to this or here's why this may be wrong. It's like, this is ridiculous. This is shameful. How can this go on? They say stuff like that. There is no defense against that. There is no, there's no def- reason cannot defend itself against that sort of thing. There's no constructive process which can survive that kind of that kind of assault. You know, that and makes me no, even they, more mad. That's why, mad that makes, the, that's why they got rid of the that's why they got the soft signal, no? Because yeah, No, that that makes me even more mad, no? Than than, you know, some guy, some cricket watching fan. You know, at least the fan, you know. He he is watching it and he's invested emotionally and all that. Yeah, but, but that's X, why I've been complicated doing this. I've been no, no, saying no, no, no. from I, I, the beginning of this conversation that I have no problem with what fans are saying. I have no problem with what people are saying at home on TV. I have no problem with what ex-players are saying afterwards when they gossip amongst themselves. That's not what this is about. This is about media. No, forget even the media. The ex-players who have played like hundreds of test matches should at least know the foundation of which this this soft, you know, soft signal is made. They should intuitively at least grasp it, even if they, they don't know no, them, it's not they It's not intuitive because
2: they're not, they're, they're, they don't have experience of define you know, designing a decision-making framework. They are yeah. cricketers. They know cricket. They don't understand why. And uh, for
1: instance, how many people actually bother this to is, find out. See, see, this is not some rocket science. No, This is not some... No, no, it's not rocket science. No, no, no. But at the playing. same time, it is it's not obvious to them. But it's systematic decision-making about... You know how to interpret video evidence. That's there's no, nothing a cricketer has be learned when they learn to play cricket, which teaches them to interpret video evidence or no. To interpret I also uh, when they're you know, part
0: of the media, they are naturally like you know they are also following the incentives of the media economics, right? I mean, exactly. essentially, no, no, if no, a no. producer in your year when you're yeah. commentating, if you're an ex-player, if a producer in your year is saying that you know talk about. Uh, uh, you know, talk about this for the next uh, two minutes in the break and, uh, you know, trying to make this the talking point, I mean, eventually you will also succumb to that thing. I mean, it's very unlikely that for you to be extremely uh, rational when you have all these other pressures going on also.
2: no, i probably draw one line of distinction there, right? Ex-cricketers in the media behaving like media uh, happens in other places. Like we have heard Tony Gregg talk about Comparing um, howlers after watching replay right and that's like behaving like a media person like you didn't think it was a wrong decision real time you watch four replays and, and then say it's a howler right that that i'll put that down to this but like someone like Sachin that did not have media engagements when he repeatedly expressed his reservation against uh giving the benefit of doubt on, on umpire's calls, umpire's call when, when the 50% of the ball is not hitting the strums, right? That is, as an ex-cricketer, that's his understanding of how it should be. I, I think he has a legitimate sort of... Uh, it's, a, it's a genuine thing. I wouldn't say legitimate. but It's a genuine thing. It's not because he's been asked to manufacture or he's because he's fallen into the trap of media or whatever. Yeah, but I he's think wrong. He's wrong, fine. But the incentive is not the same as, let's say, Tony Gregg doing it on on,
1: on uh, air, right? Yeah, uh, Tendulkar, to be fair to Tendulkar, Tendulkar rarely outrages. You know, it's not his... Day. It's not. It's not thing.
2: You know. Yeah, but the the cause of that comes from the misunderstanding of how how the thing. He doesn't. He doesn't think of it as probability. He is thinking of it as half a ball, right? So he, so his view is, if half a ball hits the stumps, I'm bold. If a, half a ball is projected to hit the stumps, why am I not lbw, right? So, so that comes from misunderstanding of how drs works. And in similar ways, a lot of ex cricketers or even current cricketers, like Ben Strokes his opinion on this comes from the lack of understanding of how this is designed, how this decision-making framework is designed. And and I, I would I would look at that differently
1: from, let's say, them outraging about a bad umpiring call. Dude, these are players and ex-players, man. They, their whole business is, okay, fine. Whatever their incentives, they have to behave like media, okay, spur of the moment, this, that, and the other. But tomorrow they wake up and they're still cricketers. No, they're in the business of cricket. No, I mean, you would uh, expect them to understand it more than some guys. No, who are they don't. Why? Why?
2: But it's more, not, not. It is not, it is not, not easy to understand for them, right? In fact, you no, and I will understand it more
1: because we is, why, the I mean, especially, especially with Tendulkar, there is the history, the specific Tendulkar specific history where he never liked it when he was playing. And it's the one of the big reasons why India didn't adopt it while he was playing. Now, India hated DRS while he was playing and and, then you know it was only afterwards in 2013-14 that you know when the when those guys retired and the new players came like when Kohli and Dhoni and all these people came along that India sort of said okay fine we are now do you think DRS is okay you know until then they said the same old stuff about unless it's foolproof or so what what have you you know
0: yeah I mean ultimately see DRS is a bureaucratic system that has been set up okay decision making now it's like in a company you may be working in a company you may have a lot of skills in your specific forte but if a company sets up a performance uh, evaluation system uh then you may not necessarily understand it no you may just outrage saying this year i was uh, rated poorly this year i was uh, this year this but person was rated poorly
1: but but uh, how, how how much ever unfairly that incentive systems were designed there is a, an explanation of that dis- i mean System given before your performance appraisal. They say that this is how we are going to do it, and this yeah, is Yeah, but also the point could. is, you have to understand probability to understand ball tracking. Why? I mean, fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I'm not saying that you don't. You you don't teach cricketers math and whatnot. You're just going to say that because of the width of the stumps, and because of that third event has not it happened. We are just doing conjecture at that point in time. It's a best case estimate, and the system is not refined to do that best case estimate. And therefore it goes back to Umpire's call, who whose job is to do this job and he has given it out or not. This you know
0: is something. No, let me let me read, let me read what Ben Stokes said a few days ago about the soft signal, about this Labuchane catch, right? He retweets that video of that catch. And then he says, ICC should get rid of the soft signal and let the third umpire, who has all the technology to make the decision, when the on-field umpires send it upstairs. All the controversy is always around the soft signal given. This isn't a comment on the decision for your information. Okay, he says that. But that is, it clearly shows the misunderstanding of the system. No, first of all, he's saying the third umpire has all the technology available. That is itself are debatable, especially in this case because... No, but that's not uh,
1: true. No, there's no technology which can measure whether a catch was completed or not. There's only video which you still have to eyeball, which is imperfect. Which yeah, is and projection. also in this so particular case... There is no case, all the technology and all the information. There is no perfect information. Wherever there's perfect information, there's no decision. When a batsman is bold, he just walks. Nobody makes a decision. That's perfect but information. I,
0: but I'm saying in this particular case, even that... Uh, The best bit of information available, which was I think the Channel Seven frame by frame footage, was not available to the Third Empire Kettlebra because he was seeing like uh, uh, fewer frames uh, in the slow motion replay. I mean, this was just like a technology availability issue. So even that is not true. Like even the best frame by frame. Uh, uh, Flomo is not available to the third umpire. Yeah, secondly, but that's the difference of degree. No, that's the difference of degree. There's exactly, a, exactly. I'm saying even if it error. is available, even if it is available, what yeah. Ben Stokes is not, uh, either he's not understanding or he's not expressing, no, is that my, my, ultimately, what is the third umpire? What is the third umpire doing? The third umpire is not just saying, okay, I have this technology, I, I can make this decision correct or wrong, but that is not his job. No, he has to see whether there is enough evidence to prove that Paul Rifle, the on-field umpire's decision, can be overturned. I mean, in this case, he felt there was enough uh, evidence and he did overturn it and he gave it not out. That is fine. No, th- but that is his job, no. Correct. But see, my original point is, if, if there are cricketers who play for premium
1: T20 leagues, which has like 30 buckets of analysts who sit these players yeah, like down. Like Ben Stokes. Like yeah, Ben Stokes. Like Ben Stokes. Yeah. So, so they, the analysts sit them down. They say that this is how it is Uh, with respect to shot making, with respect to the angle of ball fold, this, that, the revs on the ball, this, that, and everything. Without having to teach these guys probability and whatnot. It's a simple way of, it's a simple educational video of telling them this is how it is. Now that has not happened is obvious because these people are going out and tweeting stuff. And uh, I'm not sure no, that that has not happened. I mean, it, 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 it has happened. It has happened over and over again, as far as I'm uh, from what I've been, I talking. mean, it is, it is basically a, a conceptual misunderstanding. See, because you, 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 this is, these are not trivial things. No, these are not, I mean, decision-making un- under uncertainty is hard, you know, and decision-making under uncertainty, under scrutiny is even harder, you know, and, and, Yet they've come up with a pretty good system of doing it. It's not a perfect system. There's no such thing as a perfect system because we don't have perfect information. So, but they've been able to do it. And the people who talk about it do not understand it. The people who played under that system do not understand. You know, I mean, why that? The other day I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about DRS and ball, ball tracking and Hawkeye. And they're basically talking about, uh, you know, some learning system. Ball tracking is not a learning system. Uh, How one ball is predicted is not based on how other balls are predicted. You know, it's entirely based on... It's a positional solution. It says there are orthogonal cameras which capture the position of the ball in each frame, and that's how they build the the trajectory of the ball. it's a vision problem, essentially. And then based on that trajectory, which gives them, you know, uh, you know, they, they can calculate things like acceleration, deceleration. Basically computer that, vision. That's yeah, what you're talking about. All yeah, the okay. things that our friend, himani Ganju talks about with Harshal Patel and all that.
0: Uh, Akshar Patel.
1: Yeah, Akshar Patel and also Harshal Patel in t 20 has been talking about that lift. Harshal oh, Patel okay, okay,
0: okay.
1: Uh, What not. Uh, basically, you can do physics with that, that information. No? You can do, you can apply Newton's laws to that information, and that is how they project. The hard, really hard problem, one of the really hard problems in that is to isolate the point of impact because that is a a moving object hitting another moving object. That that is hard, but they still manage to do it. Yeah. So, and they do it pretty well. And I mean, they've, there's there is now pretty good measurements about how they do it but i was surprised i mean why blame the players you know these guys are also not people who are actual statisticians don't have the first clue there i think you can say something about you know okay the the broadcasters are you know they 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 commission vendors to provide them the technology and the vendors want to protect their ip with a proprietary uh, technology and so they don't want to explain how any of this works and that is a that is a problem I mean I think if the vendors actually explained how their technology works uh, it it might help you know at least it will give people something to point throw at these people no
2: but didn't you do a there. podcast with uh, the Hawkeye Hawkeye or the other Hot one they didn't yeah Warren it, yeah. Brennan yeah yeah um, yeah. wasn't that informative enough? Like at least should have at a very sort of macro level.
1: Yeah, but that's uh, like two hundred people have listened to that. No.
2: I know, I know. I'm just saying it's not because they're not willing to reveal. It's just that there is not enough interest in the media to talk about it, right?
1: Yeah, but that's because that's because it's uh it's it's explanatory. You no, know? it's trying to clarify things. There's no there's no traffic in that. So it does to, to tell me part, right? like, you s- mean to tell me that there is no producer in Hotstar or or Sony that can, you know, make a segment out of this interesting segment out of this. I they mean, I don't be believe that, that. I don't incentive? believe that. Well, no, no, what is that, that incentive? Never, of course they can. It will never get past the lawyers because uh, Hawkeye <laughs> and Virtual Eye will say we don't want our IP to be TV. You're not explaining how, I mean, the, the, the code, man, you're not showing the code to them and you're just saying how it works. I don't know. And how my, it works is my very, view of very my view on. of my view of trying to explain uh, uh, maths to the lay public. It just, it's really hard to do. you are you're not explaining math again. I'm not saying how you are explaining math, but the edge cases, you should be able to descriptive. I mean, picture pictorially show things that. Okay, there is no evidence, therefore it is turned over to the umpire. I mean. No, but it's how? a simple thing. Look, here's, it's it's a very simple thing, that whole umpire's call thing. No? it is that look, by the time the 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 estimate of where the ball is when it crosses the plane of the stumps is calculated, you know, the the center of the ball is located by such, some finite precision, which means that there is a certain confidence interval within which you can say that the ball is between on this in this ellipse of this, uh, this uh, minor axis and this major axis, something like that. Okay, Uh, let's make it simple. It's between the circle of radius, say four millimeters. Okay. The point is that if the ball is hitting the middle of the stumps, then even if it is wrong by whatever maximum estimate of error there is, which is eight millimeters, it's still going to hit the stumps. Right. But if it is wrong, if it is hitting only the edge of the stumps, then if it is wrong by eight millimeters, there's a chance that it will miss. So you can't give it. So basically, when they say that 50% of the ball is hitting less than 50% of the ball is hitting the stumps, what they're really saying is that the probability of it is missing the stumps is unacceptably high. That's what, that's what it means. That's why you have umpire score. Okay, now this is not, this is a i am pretty sure that if someone said this on tv or <laughs> people will switch off the channel i am not so sure dude You're i sure think people would have it. switched on the
2: moment you said ellipses uh, uh, you know confidence interval that's it gone
1: <laughs> you don't have to say god okay fine i give up but i am i am not convinced that you know. Uh, no, no. Ashoka. what are you talking about? This is extremely
2: complex. We are talking about how DRS decision of frame, course, making see, framework works. See, I conservatism. Don't have to know. Conservatism. If you're not sure enough to overrule the on-field uh, on-field umpire's decision, do not overrule. It doesn't get more simple than this. It is extremely simple and that is difficult to understand. Forget the science and the technology and
1: all that. No, I don't have to know the margins of errors and the confidence intervals. All I have to know is the re- the reason why it says umpires call, because it appears to the lay public because of the way the graphic is shown. First of all, in the way the graphic is shown, it looks like the ball is going to hit the stumps, whereas that event has not occurred. That is a conjecture. First of all, that has to be bought out somehow because the ball has hit the pad. It has never hit the stump. You have to that that is a guesstimate. Two, th- because of it because of it being a guesstimate, it has a certain error level. Over a certain error level. They don't know if it is going to hit the stumps or not. That's it. I mean, this. I'm, I'm saying, you know, if they can't say this on TV or if they can't dumb this on TV for people to show, maybe I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about their incentives or their professions for me to make comments, but it's hmm. disappointing.
2: No, sorry, Ashoka, I've got to really uh, counter this. As people who are actively interested in cricket, and I, I would like to believe that that I have an open mind to learn things and whatever, it took me five years of non-stop campaigning from KD to understand how DRS works. How how To have a big understanding of how DRS worked when we first started this whole thing. And he was going on and on about it and I was actively interested in what this guy is saying. You know, most people are not. Right? After appointment, they're like, okay, this guy has his campaign and he's going on. It is not easy. And, and also like, I would also like to take this opportunity to kind of talk about the fact that uh, that we are wise enough to uh, to kind of look back and talk about this toxic prism through which umpiring is, is viewed. Uh, I mean, growing up, we were pretty much part of it, right? I mean, like
1: I'm 100% sure that I was as disappointed with whatever, uh, you know, yeah, decisions you know, as Buckner such. Buckner gave that, uh, you know, Buckner gave tendulkar out LBW in the first sittings at Brisbane in 2003. I hate Yeah.
0: Yeah. After yeah, and time, even Venkat uh, Venkat uh, Venkat Raghavan giving those decisions against West Indies in uh, the 96 World Cup. And if you go back and look at it, I mean, it wasn't as blatant as we we thought it was back then. Back then, we thought it was like Venkat giving atrocious decisions and all that. But if you look at it, okay, I mean, these are marginal calls.
2: Yeah, so I'm just saying that the, to get out of that sort of toxic consumption of sports... It's not easy. It's taken years and years and years of listening to specific people who have kind of helped us get out of that, right? And and it's it's, it's very easy to act holy now and say this is the way to look at it. But it, it's it's a long journey, and,
0: and it can only happen through trickle effect,
2: right? It can't be like it
1: can't no, be no, like and it's also
0: mass. the whole concept of uh, cricketing justice itself. Is not understood, right? Like the fact that the benefit of the doubt, who gets the benefit of the doubt? Who, why are, why is the, historically, why has the benefit of the doubt been given to the batter? Why, why do you, you know, this whole concept of innocent until proven guilty, right? Which, uh, you know, which the people have to realize, I mean.
1: No, no, benefit of the doubt given to the batsman is not, not strictly speaking innocent until proven guilty. It is that unless you have evidence to change the status quo, you let the status quo be. So you, you don't change the state of yeah, the
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a modification of that is what I meant. Yeah. Is, yeah.
1: That, that's, what, that's why you, you give it out if you're sure that it is out. But otherwise, you let it be. That's what benefit of doubt means.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you, ben- you give the also the fact that the batter has one chance, right? Like, I mean, so it's, if you're in doubt, it's quite silly for you to say, okay, that's out because you, you would normally say it's not out. As you said, the status quo, but I'm saying even those, like those concepts.
1: There's a cricket specific aspect to this. Because in cricket, umpires are not allowed to enforce the law. No, I mean, they can only answer appeals. So there is the whole question that there is an appeal which means and the batsman is not going. That means there is a dispute. So the umpire is really there answering the appeal is to resolve a dispute. So how does the umpire resolve the dispute? The umpire resolves the dispute by saying, okay, if I think there is merit in the, sufficient merit in the appeal, I give it out. Otherwise, I let it be. That's what, that's what it means.
0: No, the, the problem I often have See, this, I I appreciate the conservatism. I appreciate the decision uh, making process. I like the fact that, you know, the whole benefit, the doubt and the benefit of doubt and overturning everything. I like where I tend to have a problem instinctively is in cases where, like the Labouchain case, where you had the umpire give a soft signal, call rifle on field, it said it's out, goes to the third umpire. You you have all these different, different frames of uh, replays. And then the umpire overturns the soft signal. I mean, with the thing that they, he feels there is conclusive evidence to prove that the soft signal is not right. Now, I have an issue with that many times because as a viewer, I really feel that there is still doubt. But then to, you know, to say that the umpire has seen this uh, same video as me and then exercised a judgment and said that he is actually overturning the on-field umpire's decision. I intuitively have a problem with it. Though at the end, I appreciate that an umpire is more expert than me. Still, I have a problem with that non-conservatism in that case.
1: No, it's not. It's not non-conservatism. No, but it's it's basically that the appeal is so close. You know, That's a sort of a paradox you know, because a close appeal is one which is equally close to being out and not out. Whereas a close decision uh, whereas a, where a, whereas a close decision, a, a, a close appeal. What, what do we say well, oh, when, when the, when the, when there's an appeal, and the commentators say, oh, that's close. You know, that means they think it's out. You know, that means that it's a very good shout. You know, that means it's very, it, it's, it's not, it's not a fifty-fifty. It's a very, it's, it's much closer to out than being not out. But a close decision is one which is equally is close to being out or not out. It's marginal.
0: So you're saying this is a close decision and not a close appeal?
1: Yeah, it is. It is a close decision. If it's a close appeal, it means it's almost certainly out. No, those are those are two different things. And the point is that in a close decision, you have less reason to be angry with the umpire because the umpire has not made a clear mistake.
0: No, no. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why this whole the for, see this could be entirely consistent with the way. Richard Kettleborough operates as a third umpire. And, you know, actually, I would wish that TV would show other instances of uh, Kettleborough ruling on a, you know, low catch or something to sort of give us an idea of how he, how things operate. That's one thing. But the, where the perception of inconsistency comes in is when you have a case like just a, a few weeks ago, with that uh, Joel Wilson as a third umpire in Pakistan, right in Multan, where mm. Oli Pope basically dives and takes that catch of South uh, mm. uh, uh, uh at a very close part in the game, which I must note had no bearing on the quality of that decision, yeah. and and the on-field umpire says out, and uh, Joel Wilson uh, sticks to that despite uh, video evidence, despite all the video evidence we saw. So that is where the perception of inconsistency comes in, where you have one umpire in the going with the soft signal and one umpire not Though-
1: no, but I think I think it is generally consistent. I mean, from what I've seen, and I've been tracking this for a while, is that the general tendency is that if the original decision is out, then unless there's compelling obvious evidence uh, and and sometimes even when I think there's compelling obvious evidence. The general rule is that the umpires tend to give it off oh, the TV umpires. You know, the re- reversals are rare. And yeah, okay, fine. I mean, it's maybe an 80-20 thing, but you know, once in a while you're going to get reversals. But the thing is, those are the ones that stick in mind, and those are the ones which become inconsistent. No, it's not inconsistent. No, it's a it's a it's a minority event. You know, you so, I mean the fact umpire, is there's going to be an umpire somewhere who thinks he saw the ball bounce on the ground in front of the you know, and if the umpire thinks he saw that, then he's going to say, yeah, at this cost.
0: But but is the technology so vastly different that in some cases no, you can have right. conclusive evidence and in some cases you cannot have? I mean, it, it can't be that different, right?
2: But it's no. not about the technology, no. It's
1: about it's what the umpire is seeing in the technology, which is Yeah, yeah, perfect. but
0: the but the low catches are pretty not, much like your you're, you're yeah, reliant but it's not, on the frame by frame, right?
1: Yeah, but it's not perfect information, no? it's it's a projection. It's not, I mean, if you're lucky, you get an angle where, which is close to the ground. No, and that's not always possible. So, I mean, it's not, I mean, low catches are extremely difficult to review because it's so, there's no mechanism by which you can measure where a ball is bounced. You know, now Hmm. they are saying now that they're going to have, uh, make a ball with a sensor in it. Uh but i don't know that's maybe several years away but yeah that, but, that will uh, lead to... i think we solved all this problem no ricky ponting said when a fielder claims a catch it's out right but that's yeah, not a then
0: bad and we saw what and then we saw what bad, happened in that series
1: <laughs> yeah but that's not a bad that's not a bad idea i mean i think that's that's not as bad an idea as it
0: sounds I think, actually speaking, I was I was at the series. I was in Australia for that series, and when that happened early on in the series, when the news came out, they even had a press conference and they announced this. I was actually genuinely happy that now you know that spirit of uh, acceptance and trusting the player and all was being thing. And then uh, how wrong I was by the end of the series when the everything went up in flames. <laughs> And and actually, then Ranjan Madhugale, who was then appointed match referee after Mike Proctor was, uh, uh, you know, after he was uh, thrown out or whatever, after he was uh, termed, uh, sacked. After Sunny that, Gav- after
2: Gavaska question, is a white man listening to a white man over a brown man?
0: Uh, after all that, Ranjan Madhugale came and said, okay, now uh, forget all this uh, player agreement and all. Let's just go back to this: <laughs> the umpires deciding what is right and what is wrong.
1: Yeah, that was a. I mean, that was not really what. What is what happens now? No, when now, I mean, if a, I think, I don't know this for sure, but I get the sense often that one of the things that the umpire takes into account is, you know, whether the fielder is claiming the catch, or not. and to be fair, to fielders, they're not always claiming the catch. They don't always uh, uh, claim the catch. And fielders, you can't, I mean, see, for instance,
2: I've also seen fielders not claim legitimate catches. I've seen Greg Blewett take a catch and say not out because he felt it's not out. I mean, this was in Adelaide 99 of Ganguly. Uh, yeah. He was at point. So it's not like even if they're claiming catches, which are not
0: clean catches, it's not because they're trying to cheat. It's what they feel, Right. Yeah. No, no, no. And now with technology, see, players won't even trust their, uh, you know, players will automatically, instinctively say, I don't know. Because yeah. even if they have a certain feeling, there will be a doubt that creeps in and says, okay, let's go out and see. I mean, maybe we'll get the d- decision, right? I mean, that's yeah. they're also playing to win.
1: Yeah, and it's the safest thing for them to do, no? You make the appeal, you claim, you, so you force the umpire to at least say something, yes or no. But
0: you say, oh, I don't really know. I think I can. And basically, and if the umpire says yes. Then you have the chance, eighty percent chance of it anyway. Uh, standing no, no. players the are basically centers.
2: outsourcing the outrage meter to the umpires, like instead of them passing a judgment on me whether I claimed a like a dodgy catch.
1: Yeah, it's I will let them the take their outrage and umpire. It's taken the sting out of umpiring also, and and the players also. I mean, it works pretty well always. I mean, it's a, and it's a. They, the point, the point about low-catches is that there isn't really a technological way to review low-catches yet. It's just replays. No, you cannot measure the way you can with you know, LBW or Edge, whether or not there's an edge. You can measure that. You can measure the sound uh, signal. But you can't. You know, and I think until that measurement, the med, some method of measuring comes about, it's going to continue.
0: Yeah. So, given that, do you uh, do you think that at least for low catches, uh, they should not be a soft signal and they should no, be I just? No,
1: I think there should be a soft signal.
0: I think absolutely. No. Why system. don't? Why can't? Why can't the umpire just convene because with the third umpire, express his thoughts, and then they come to a decision collaboratively? That's what the that, that soft signal is. But expressing
1: is soft signal, right? If you leave it to them to privately confer and answer, then people will start complaining, Oh, where's the transparency? So it's better that they give the softs.
0: No, the transparency I, you I
1: can actually, come in. No, no, hang on. Think, How many times does it happen? You're talking about
2: two, one Joe Wilson, one here, right? How often is why? First yeah, of all, think, you know, umpiring outrages used to be better in my days because they only outrage about big decisions. <laughs> you you know, you have, a, you have Australia thrashing South Africa and we're talking about two catches, which has no relevance to the series. Yeah. You know, like, it's like fielders, right? When fielders drop catches and yeah. it's a three-large no, But dropping, it happens all the time.
0: It happens all the, the low no, catches. All the time of low a... catches.
2: But how often low catches happen? And how often do you see this dichotomy of a soft signal being interpreted differently by two different umpires? Most yeah. of the time, I mean, I can not
1: can, can I, I offer think... a suggestion? Yeah, Ban low catches if if it is under yeah, certain I, height. I actually, I'm with... No, you account. can't. You have to catch it, you know... Above your knees. It's not that. There's a. There is actually a. There's actually a. A much better. Uh, in the. There's actually a serious solution to that. You know, which is that. You know, they used to say that. Uh, when you when you complete a catch, uh, if at any point, uh, you get your fingers under the ball, that means that you know you've have, you've have taken the catch. That's what it is right now. They could just say that. Okay, if any part of your hand below the wrist touches the ground with the ball in your hand, it's not clear. It's not a completed catch. You know, that, that, that would be a, that would basically eliminate the controversy. It would, it would, it, would no, it
0: won't point. because then it will, it, then there will be right. a new controversy about whether the hand touched the ground or not. Uh, okay. So, uh, all right. We touched upon a few things in this podcast, uh, quite a bit of big picture, uh, tried to make sense of umpiring and, uh, a soft signal and umpire's call but of course there's plenty plenty more to discuss and to understand with respect to drs and umpiring in general hopefully we can even get an umpire on the show at some point and you know uh th- get all this out in a little more with a little more expertise uh thank you for joining uh 81 all out is our uh, twitter handle 81allout.com is our website rate and review It'll really help if you rate and review us in all the podcasting uh, platforms. It helps more people find us. Uh, you can also contribute, uh, chip in with uh, an amount of your choice at ko That's ko-fi.com slash 81allout. And yeah, thanks for all the support. Uh, thanks for uh, buying our books that we have republished. And uh, hopefully if you haven't, you can get hold of it. And we'll see you in about 10 days for our next episode. Thanks a lot, uh, Ashoka, Mahesh, and Kartikeya and see you soon India have won the series they're going to get back for two